You are Locked On Balls, your daily Tennessee Volunteers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into Locked On Balls, the daily Tennessee podcast. My name is Josh Ward. Thank you for being here today, a football Friday. The ball's getting ready for Kentucky coming up on Saturday afternoon. On today's show, a look at the matchup. Keys for Tennessee to try to pull off the upset at home and Yes, it would be an upset at home against Kentucky. That's coming up here in segment number one. In segment two of today's show, the players to watch for Tennessee, the guys that really need to step forward to give Tennessee a chance to win against Kentucky on Saturday afternoon. And then in segment number three, I'll close things out with a little basketball talk as Tennessee's men's basketball team will be back on the floor tonight, Friday night at Thompson Bowling Arena. So you get some basketball Friday, football on Saturday on UT's campus. Tennessee with another tune-up game to begin the season. The Vols will host Louisiana tonight. So you will hear from Grant Williams, Tennessee's preseason All-American and All-SEC candidate going into the year. Grant Williams on how Tennessee has gotten to this point, how over the last two-plus years Tennessee has gone from a team outside the NIT to a preseason top 10 team in the nation. That's coming up here on Locked On Vols, your team every day on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, the third-party apps, and I'm on Twitter at Josh underscore Ward. If you ever want to weigh in on what we're talking about on the show, as today, a lot of it will be about Tennessee versus Kentucky. So three keys for Tennessee to try to get the win against Kentucky on Saturday. Number one, I think, has to be Tennessee trying to stop Kentucky's running game or at least slowing it down. Benny Snell is one of the best running backs in the country, and he is expected to be good to go. If that changes, that gives Tennessee uh, better odds of winning the game. But going in, Benny Snell is expected to be good to go for Kentucky. On the season, through nine games, Benny Snell has 1,008 rushing yards and 10 touchdowns. He's one of the toughest runners in the country. He's one of the best at his position. And think about his performances in some of Kentucky's wins, especially some of the big wins this season. When Kentucky went to Gainesville earlier this year and beat Florida, Benny Snell ran for 175 yards. They kept feeding him the ball, and he kept moving the chains forward. Against Mississippi State, a win for Kentucky that really, I think, solidified what the Wildcats were doing because winning at Florida was obviously impressive, but then when they came back and beat Mississippi State 28-7, to I think a lot of people said, whoa, okay, that's, that's back-to-back impressive showings in the SEC, Benny Snell ran for 165 yards against Mississippi State. And then the next week, when Kentucky beat South Carolina, Benny Snell ran for 99 yards. Kentucky as a team ran for 195 yards. 195 yards on the ground for Kentucky, a 24-10 win for Kentucky over South Carolina. But what about the next week? When Kentucky went to Texas A&M and lost in overtime, the offense really wasn't able to do much. Benny Snell only ran for 60 yards in that game. Texas A&M was able to contain Kentucky's running game. Kentucky's offense was held in check. That's a huge key for Tennessee if it's going to try to slow down Kentucky's offense. Do everything you can to try to make Kentucky throw the football. Last week against Georgia, Benny Snell, he ran a bunch of times. 20 carries, only 73 yards. Not enough success on the ground for Kentucky That was a huge advantage for Georgia. Kentucky was able to get some yards last week, but not enough. And of course, Georgia was able to put some points on the board. But Tennessee is not going into this game 
expecting to score. So slowing down Kentucky's rushing attack, and that starts with Benny Snell. And Chris Button, who will be on the sideline for the SEC Network on Saturday, covering Tennessee, Kentucky. She's covered Kentucky here in uh, just the last few weeks and uh, pointed to that Kentucky-Missouri game from two weeks ago. Chris was on Sports 180 with us on Friday afternoon on WNML, and we were talking about Terry Wilson and how he's played at quarterback. And listen to what Chris said about Benny Snell at the running back position for Kentucky. I think Benny Snell is still a mystery to me. I mean, obviously is an incredible player, but if if Terry Wilson's not having a game and you can stack the box, then he gets frustrated pretty easily, and he did at that Missouri game. And when I talked to him yesterday, I said, what frustrated you the most about what Missouri did against you? And he was – I was did not expect it. He goes, it's nothing that they did to me. It was what I was doing to myself and not being patient and not having good technique. So he has that chip on his shoulder that, hey, they didn't do anything to stop me. I basically just stopped myself. But seeing how frustrated he got in that game, and they took him out uh, a decent amount. He didn't play until the very end of that final drive and got a personal foul for yelling at a ref. But to me, he he can be a little bit of a um, wild card factor if he's not producing early. So maybe if Tennessee can slow down Benny Snell early, maybe he can get frustrated. I just think that's so important. So that's key number one for Tennessee. Number two, protect Jared Garantano and utilize the skill position players. Protect him with the offensive line, but also protect him with what you're calling. Get the ball out quickly. Get the ball to receivers and see if they can make plays. Get the ball to Ty Chandler out of the backfield, and his health is important, and I'll get to Ty coming up. But lining up and running at teams is just unrealistic for Tennessee's offense. That's not playing to the strength of Tennessee's offensive line, which is not playing to the strength of Tennessee's offense overall. And you've probably heard me say this a time or two. Everybody who's covered Tennessee has said this, but Jared Garantano has taken too many hits this season. That's just been a big problem. And at some point, he's not getting back up. He didn't against Alabama. He had to leave the game, and he's taken so many hits. And I think that at this point, Jared is really hurt head to toe. How hurt? I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised if at the end of the season, we find out he's been dealing with a lot of pain over the last several weeks uh, that we find out more in detail maybe. But uh, Jerry Garantano, uh, he can make some plays for you in the offense, but really you have to help him and, and put him in a position where he can get the ball out. I wouldn't be surprised, I don't think anybody would at this point, if Keller Christ is needed at some point in the game. So protect Garantano, utilize the skill position players. And another reason I say protect and get the ball out quickly is because Josh Allen is coming. He's one of the nation's best pass rushers on Thursday's show. Curtis Birch, who covers Kentucky, he laid out all that Josh Allen can do. He has 10 sacks on the season. He has 14 and a half tackles for loss. When you look at the S&P numbers for Kentucky's defense, it's really incredible. When you look at havoc rate, so being able to disrupt up front, Kentucky is the best in the nation, number one in the country at that linebacker position, they're just they're able to get after you. So uh, don't let them get get the ball out quickly and see if your playmakers can find some space. It's going to be difficult. It's a good defense uh, front to back for Kentucky. They're good stopping the run. They're good stopping the pass. But see if you can break some tackles because you do have some athletes. And then can you hit some 50-50 balls? That's something Tennessee is going to need to be able to do in the passing game as well. 
And then the third key, I think, for Tennessee in this game against Kentucky is third downs. And I'll look at that on both sides. Kentucky in third and long situations is not good at all. In the S&P Plus numbers, Kentucky's third and long success rate, 129th in the country. They're right there at the bottom. So if you can keep Kentucky, that goes back to slowing down the running game. If you can keep Kentucky in third and long situations, the numbers say they are not going to convert. On the flip side, Tennessee's been really good in third and long. That might have to continue. Tennessee will probably be in some third and long situations where they have to convert. The scary thing, you get back to Josh Allen and he's coming. So how does Tennessee perform on third downs? Can Tennessee's defense put Kentucky in difficult to convert third down situations? I think that's a big key as well. If Kentucky continues to be in third and five or shorter situations on offense, then Kentucky will have a good chance to sustain drives and eventually wear down Tennessee's defense. And that's another thing. We'll see how much depth Tennessee has up front, how many guys are being used along the defensive line. But Tennessee needs to get off the field because those guys have played a lot of snaps this season. Coming up, three players to watch for Tennessee, guys who need to emerge and maybe lead the way for Tennessee against Kentucky on Saturday. I'll get to that right here on Locked on Vols. And I want to tell you about Vivid Seats, the top source for tickets for all the live events you want to go to. Vivid Seats does everything it can to make things easy for you in trying to find tickets for the event you want to go to, whether it's a game, a concert, an event at a theater. Vivid Seats has an app, easy to download. Go to the App Store or Google Play, download the Vivid Seats app, and use promo code LOCKEDON for $20 off orders of $200 or more if you're a new customer of Vivid Seats. Every purchase is backed by a 100% buyer guarantee from the biggest concerts and games to the hottest theater and more. Vivid Seats has it all for you. So all you have to do is download the app and enter promo code Locked On. That's one word for $20 off orders of $200 or more. Make a memory that lasts a lifetime and let Vivid Seats help you get to your favorite live event. Three players to watch for Tennessee on Saturday against Kentucky. Number one is going to be a very obvious player, somebody that I mentioned earlier, and I'm sure I talk about every day on the show and what he means for the offense, and that is Ty Chandler. Ty, I think, is Tennessee's best offensive playmaker. He is the best home run threat for Tennessee, and I think he's also the most important player for Tennessee for the Vols to be able to do everything that they want to offensively. For Tennessee to run with success, I think Tennessee needs somebody like Ty Chandler who can get to the outside and put him in that kind of position, get to the perimeter, get him involved in the passing game as well. Against Auburn, Ty Chandler led Tennessee with 21 touches. He led Tennessee in touches against South Carolina. Those are Tennessee's two best games on the offensive side of the football. It's not a coincidence. So Ty Chandler is, first of all, somebody we're going to watch to see how active he is. How does he look? Is He's not been... 100%. He played very little against Charlotte last week, which I think is the right call. But how comfortable are they in calling a number of different plays for Ty Chandler? That's something to pay attention to. In the brief time that the media was able to watch practice on Tuesday and Wednesday, I thought Ty looked pretty good and he looked active. It didn't look like he was being held back any, and that's a good sign. It's a good sign that he played against Charlotte. Uh, The fact that Tennessee's coaches felt comfortable putting him in the game, if he were really injured they would have held him out and I thought that they probably would for the most part they held him out but he did play some last week that's a good sign in terms of okay where is he overall with his health but 
let's assume he's healthy and that he's able to play. If, if he isn't, that's a big problem. If he is, Ty Chandler needs to be heavily involved. He needs to be a guy that Tennessee is getting the ball to outside of the backfield and see if he can make some guys miss. He's not going to every time. He's not going to hit a home run every time, but he might once. He might twice. He gives you a better chance of moving the chains. And also, when Ty Chandler's on the field, and if he's doing different things offensively, he's somebody for the opposing defense to pay attention to. We've talked about that earlier in the week, and I think it's worth repeating. So, three players who need to help lead the way. I think the conversation starts with Ty Chandler. Number two, I think you could choose a number of defensive linemen. I'll start with Shy Tuttle, who's played a lot for Tennessee. He's a guy that Tennessee has had to count on a lot, and he's been able to stay healthy this season, which has been really good for him when you think about the injuries he's dealt with, and for sure it's been good for Tennessee. He was one of the first names I would mention back in July and August when we're looking ahead to the season, when we were talking about guys that Tennessee just has to have stay healthy. Shy was one of those names because I wasn't sure how many players – Tennessee could count on on the interior of the defensive line so with with Tennessee trying to cause problems up front talking about trying to slow down the rush for Kentucky on offense Shy Tuttle's a guy that I would say he needs to help lead the way I could say Kyle Phillips name I could say Alexis Johnson's name I, I could talk about somebody like Emmett Gooden who needs to continue to help as a reserve on the defensive line Paul Bain for sure but I'll start that conversation with Shy Tuttle I think he's very important how number two plays on defense. There may not be numbers that show up in the uh, box score, in the stat sheet at the end of the game that would indicate the impact Shy Tuttle has made. But if during the broadcast on Saturday, if you're listening to the game and you hear Tim Priest talk about it, or if you hear about it on the SEC Network call of, hey, look at number two, pushing up front in the middle of that offensive line of Kentucky, that's a good sign for Tennessee's defense, how Shy Tuttle plays. And then number three, This one I am going to cheat on. I'm going to say the linebackers. Let's see what Darren Kirkland Jr. is able to do. Let's see how many plays Daniel Batuli can make. How do those linebackers play against Kentucky's playmakers out of the backfield? That's a big deal. That's something to watch this week for sure. I had a question sent to me about Corte Sapp. What is his status? I don't know, but let's see. He's a guy that has really good speed. He has really good athleticism. Let's see how much of an opportunity he gets. It's been... Kind of an odd season for Corte, hasn't it, with uh, an injury issue earlier in the season, then the story that came out of the Florida game, did he refuse to go in or not? There were some real questions after that was said after the game, but Corte is a guy that can help Tennessee's defense. Those guys on the interior uh, at inside linebacker, it starts with Kirkland and Batuli, but Sapp and Will Ignat, number 23, you're probably going to see him out there. All of those guys need to play really well. If we're talking about Uh, Mike Abernathy, assuming he's okay to go, or Nigel Warrior. Uh, This is an important game for Nigel Warrior, but if if we're talking about them making a large number of tackles, that's not necessarily a good sign. If Elante Taylor and Balaam Buchanan are doing that uh, and trying to keep big runs from happening, that's not necessarily a good sign for Tennessee's defense. So how the linebackers play, those guys up front, the front seven for Tennessee, they need to play well. Tennessee overall this season has been okay with its rush defense, but not great. If you look at the S&P Plus numbers from Football Study Hall, Tennessee is 72nd in the nation. Not awful, but not good by any means either. And against South Carolina, the last time Tennessee played an SEC team just two weeks ago, the Gamecocks ran for 224 yards. So they need to be much better. They need to be around the ball more quickly 
and they can't miss tackles. Missed tackles were a big problem against South Carolina, but also guys were able to run free, which I think made it easier for them to make guys miss. Tennessee needs to be better up front. Everybody, I think, agrees on that. And Jeremy Pruitt, I promise, has preached that to his defense this week. And, and I will mention with the, the defense, we're watching to see if Mike Abernathy is able to go. That's something to pay attention to there at safety. His health is the main question. Trayvon Flowers has been asked about as well. Maybe he's out there. He's a game-time decision, according to Jeremy Pruitt. But if not, I think the better question is, will he be ready to go next week against Missouri with Flowers coming back from that broken collarbone during Tennessee's off week after the Georgia game? So those three players to watch, and I cheated at the end, but Ty Chandler, Shai Tuttle, and Tennessee's linebackers. You are listening to Locked on Vols, your team every day, coming up in just a moment. Tennessee's basketball team getting ready for Louisiana. I'll talk about that. You'll hear from Grant Williams, a health update for Tennessee's basketball team as well. Plus, final thoughts on the Tennessee-Kentucky game. I'll make a pick for the game, and I'll run through the SEC football schedule for this upcoming weekend. All of that next right here on Locked on Vols. Today presented by Sling TV, a great option for you if you want to focus your TV setup on what you want to watch. You want to watch college football this weekend? Sling TV can help you. Sling TV offers ESPN, the SEC, the Pac-12, and more for only $30 a month. And they make it very easy for you to stream on your flat screen TV. And they give you the live TV that you love, only better because you don't deal with useless channels or long-term contracts or hidden fees. And with Sling TV, you can cancel anytime. They make it very easy. And they're giving you a chance to try it out for free. You can sign up for Sling TV and get a seven-day free trial. Locked On listeners get the seven-day free trial by going to sling.com slash locked on. That's S-L-I-N-G dot com slash locked on curious about sling tv try it for free go to sling.com slash locked on tennessee's basketball team will be in action tonight friday night against louisiana the vols opened up with an easy win over lenore ryan on tuesday night and this should be another one where tennessee is able to cruise to victory but it's a seven o'clock tip-off it's going to be on the sec network plus channel and also on WIVK in Knoxville, 107.7. And a couple of players to watch with their status will be Lamonte Turner, who did play in the exhibition, but did not play on Tuesday as they were being cautious with Turner coming back from his offseason shoulder surgery. And Coach Rick Barnes said to the media on Thursday that Turner, as well as Jalen Johnson, who's been dealing with a hamstring issue, uh, would be tested in practice on Thursday, and that would give them a better idea if they can go. Uh, it looked like they were pretty optimistic about Jalen Johnson. We'll see with Lamonte Turner, but that's something to watch with Tennessee's basketball team. And Tennessee is being watched by a lot of people, with the Vols being a preseason top 10 team, number six in the Associated Press and coaches' polls, and a top 10 team in pretty much every individual publication. I saw Tony Mejia uh, from VegasInsider.com. He was looking at kind of his Vegas power ratings. He had Tennessee number four in the country. So a lot of eyes are on Tennessee with the Vols getting ready for Louisiana tonight before hosting Georgia Tech on Tuesday at Thompson Bowling Arena. So with Tennessee getting ready for Louisiana, Grant Williams is getting a lot of attention. A preseason All-American candidate. He is uh, a preseason All-SEC pick and preseason SEC Player of the Year pick by the media. When Grant arrived at Tennessee, he was confident that Tennessee's program would become a championship contender 
while he's here. And he's right about that. Tennessee split the regular season championship with Auburn last year and is obviously a contender to win it again this year. So I had a chance to ask Grant about why he was so confident and how this program has developed over the last few years. Here's a couple of minutes with Tennessee All-SEC player Grant Williams. Grant, why are you guys in this position? Why have in two years, a little more than that, you've gone from where you were not even making the NIT to now being picked among the top teams in the SEC and the country? I think it just comes from the daily effort, the daily day-by-day um, grind that we put in every day. The, the expectations that we put on each other is higher than those that they put on around us. Uh, we expect more of each other and more of, a, more of this team than anyone else could. Same with Coach Barnes. He expects more of an individual and on this team than probably we could. So we're excited to not only just uh, showcase that for ourselves, but to showcase that for Tennessee and for this university. How much was it accepting that criticism that comes over and over again from Rick Barnes? He he doesn't hold back. How much is that a part of it that guys are willing to take that criticism he gives you? It's difficult for sure. Like, you think about it, we say not to take it personal. And we always say, like, it's always going to be um, he's going to challenge you every day. You got to expect it. And if you take it personally, that's where guys end up being wrong. That's where guys tend to tend to get hurt, tend to to lead off the wrong track. But if you just take it day by day, and you take it with not just a smile on your face, but with a confident mentality, then you can be better than you may have thought you could be ever. Was there a time where you didn't take it so well? Oh, yeah, no doubt. When you first get here, you're not going to take that at all. You're going to have to get used to it. Not not just get used to it because it's not something you can get used to, but you're going to have to uh, be able to respond in a certain way. Like back then, I probably used to just like kind of like shake my head or talk back or just like look down and be probably be like, gosh, I'm not going to be able to do this. But now it's more like he expected this out of me and, and I've accomplished some things, but there's more I can accomplish. Wonder or how curious are you that chemistry you guys obviously had last year that that is still there I and mean, the, the players are still here that that you are able to have that again this year. Well, if you know the group of guys that we have for sure, um, you kn- you know that it's going to be there, no doubt. Like you have no doubt in your mind that no matter if you could throw us in a pit with alligators that are saying like if only one of y'all can survive, we're all going to still be there for each other. Like. No matter what grain of thing that you might that might cause other teams problems, this team with each other, how much we care about each other, how much we've been there for each other, and just the mentality that we bring every day, you have no issue. Tennessee forward Grant Williams, he's confident in what Tennessee will be able to do this season. Grant is a reason that I think Tennessee fans are confident in the Vols this year as well. Back to football to close out today's show. Tennessee getting ready for Kentucky on Saturday. Before I make my pick for the game, the schedule of games in the SEC coming up this weekend. Of course, Tennessee is at 3.30 against the Wildcats. Starting off the day will be Florida at home against South Carolina. Very interesting game there. Felipe Franks at quarterback for the Gators after they lost to Missouri last week. Kyle Trask out for the season with a foot injury he suffered this week. So that game is at 12 o'clock. Also at 12 o'clock, Vanderbilt will be in Columbia, Missouri. Missouri coming off that win against Florida, looking to improve to 6-4 and four before coming to Knoxville next week. So Vanderbilt and Missouri, Tennessee's next two opponents, kicking off at 12 o'clock Eastern. And then Texas A&M at home against Ole Miss. That one at 12 o'clock as well. At 3.30, while Tennessee's playing Kentucky, Alabama will be at home 
against Mississippi State. Bama's a 24-point favorite in that one. And then Saturday night, Georgia at home against rival Auburn. Georgia favored by about 14 points. And then LSU will be on the road against Arkansas. LSU coming off that tough loss against Bama last week. LSU favored by about 14 points in that one as well. So Kentucky against Tennessee on Saturday. The Vols go into this one as clear underdogs. Kentucky's been a five and a half, six and a half point favorite somewhere in that range. Can Tennessee get the win? I would say absolutely Tennessee can win this game. If my keys hit from earlier in the show, then I think we're talking about Tennessee winning the game, or at least Tennessee having had a really good chance in the end. I just think in the end, it's going to be too tough. So I'm going to take Kentucky to win the game, a score somewhere around 16 to 10. It would be Kentucky's first win at Neyland Stadium since 1984. Of course, the Vols don't want that to happen. But more importantly, I'd say Tennessee is trying to get to six wins this season. And beating Kentucky on Saturday would give the Vols a very good chance. I think Tennessee absolutely has a shot to win this game. And if it happens, a lot of people are going to feel a lot better about the state of Tennessee and, of course, this season. So we'll see what happens. Tennessee against Kentucky on Saturday. And no matter what happens, I'll be back here on Monday talking about it. Locked on Vols is here five days a week. If you have time to rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts on iTunes, please do so. Thanks to everybody who has so far. I want to welcome new listeners. Thanks for being here on Locked on Vols. My name is Josh Ward. I'm on Twitter at Josh underscore Ward. Hit me up there anytime. Enjoy football this weekend. Be safe. Thanks so much for hanging out, and I'll see you here on Monday. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.